0: Welcome to Blinkers Off with your hosts, Jared Welch and Aaron Halterman. What is up? I'm Jared Welch. Uh, he's Aaron Halterman. It is Thursday, October 19th, and this is Blinkers Off. What's up, man?
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Sounds like we got, oh, well, not, doesn't sound like. We do have breaking news um, of, of Forte being retired. That seems what everybody wants to talk about in the chat, so... I guess we start with that, right?
0: I mean, shocking news developing, uh, developing here on Blinkers. It seems like we always have, although we're not like either one of us is shocked, but um, it always feels like we have some sort of news coming. out. It's always around Kentucky Derby or whenever it's Preakness with First Mission, and it's like we always have. A, I feel like a, a breaking story that comes out right before we hop on air, which makes everything uh, a little more eventful for Blinkers Off. But yeah, uh, Forte being retired. I'll be honest, I didn't necessarily f- expect him to be retired. I thought, there's no way we see him back this year, but I guess they just said, you know, he's done.
1: It's it's always interesting to me, like, what is said in the media versus what is actually happening at the barns. you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I told you right before, and I'll just be honest with people today, like, because it's just it's it's just insanity. <laughs> like, if you read like the DRF or wherever, it's like, oh, he's doing great. I think he's over all his problems. And then we like we're lucky enough. We've got a big like web of people that we know, and like we talk to people to barn. It's like yeah, I can't. He can't do anything. Like he's he's he, there's no way, you know. And, and the bizarre thing about it is like you get that report on a horse, and then he goes and wins a grade one like three days later, and then you get that report on a horse, and he retires. So you have to take everything you hear with a grain of salt, but. I mean, I just feel, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why they feel like they have to lie to the media about it. Because it's like, why are we hiding an injury in horse racing? I know why you hide injuries in other sports, because it's competitive. You're going up against other people, and you don't want, you know, somebody to maybe target that injury. But this is, I, mean, I don't know. I've never understood that at all.
0: Yeah. The it, the thing that bugs me the most about, it not just it's not just Pletcher, but I, it is Pletcher a lot. Is yeah. that like it's when y- you know we hear something directly from like someone's like in the barn and right. we hear something like this horse can barely walk and they this horse is hurt and then yeah. you flash to Pletcher and it's like oh yeah, you know, went to the track, everything's great, you know, can't wait for And it's like and then an hour later he scratches or the hour later he's retired. And it's just, I don't understand why I, I don't understand who it's serving in Pletcher for in Pletcher's case to be like everything sunshines and rain, sunshine and rainbows over here. I don't understand why we do that.
1: I I, I know. And, and I don't get it either. Like I said, like, who's it benefiting? Who are we protecting that they ask you about a horse that's not doing very well. And you don't want to. I get that you don't want to put in print. Oh, he's not doing well. This son bitch is crippled. Like I, I get that. Don't say that. But just say, oh, you know, we're 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 trying to regroup with him, and we'll kind of see. But no, it's it's oh my goodness, like he's tearing down the barn. He's he. I think we got all these problems taken care of. Two days later, it's like well, he was just <laughs> we had to get rid of him. We had to retire him. It's 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 really just a weird situation. I'm equally confused about two things, Jared. And maybe you try to that one. What you just brought up is crazy, right? That it happens, yeah, and confusing. Explain the next. Explain this one to me, okay? You hear for like weeks. It's like this horse can't go. They're they're just working him, and it's all they can do to get him to work out. He can't go. He can't go. There's yeah. no way. And then you hear and you read it's like they say they're going to enter horse somewhere and, and so you say hey look they're going to enter this horse there's no way he'll never pass vet. he'll never enter he enters and they're like i can't believe it hopefully he just makes it around there it's going to be bad and then he errs and wins a grade 1 how do you go from that to that as well two mysteries that i will never understand i don't uh, i don't know because it's like
0: it, it it's not like like i like i to be clear i fully trust the resources that I have and you have, you know, when you hear those kind of things, they're not just making that up no. to say like, Oh, this nope. is like stir shit up. Like, no, it's real. Yep. Yep. So how do you go from that I don't know. to winning the grade one, you know, unless, well, I know how, or at least, at least there's a, there's the only way you would think that's possible, right? <laughs> right. Is, is the horse can't even <laughs> feel where he's at. Right. Uh, but, I don't I guess that's it, right? I don't know. Like and it's one thing if if it's like out there winning, you know, he, he <clears throat> he's in a like coming off of a long break and it's an allowance race and the horse just barely gets to the wire and you're like right. he won, but good lord. But when you look as good as you looked, you know, as that horse looked, you're like, how?
1: And it, it, if you don't laugh, you cry. That's kind of where I'm at right now. This is not something to laugh about, but you just shake your head. Like, yeah. cause you're right. It's like, you know, people, we, we don't just, Hey, we met a guy yesterday and now we're listening to everything he said. These are guys we've known for years. We go way back with the vetted out. have given great information. They know what's going on. They're not lying. And then you hear a report on a horse like that and they retire nine times out of 10. And then you hear that one every now and then you get that report and like, Oh, that's too bad. And then they win grade one. So it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting how you can go from one to another. We'll see. We'll see if that strain continues for the certain horse we're talking about, but yeah, as far as forte goes, it's, it is unfortunate. Um, you know, he really, he ran one bad race out of 10, his whole, his whole career was 10 races and unfortunately it was the last one. He didn't, we didn't get to see him at his best in the last race, but where those other nine were really good. And he, he was a, he was a nice horse that, uh, you know, I think once he got to that point where he was going to run in the Kentucky Derby, that's when the, the problem started to arise and the injuries. And I don't think he ever really got over them.
0: Yeah, clearly. And, you know, I don't know, like he, they took some time off for sure, but clearly there was, I don't know that, like you said, I think he never really got over it. And so they kind of pushed, they got him back and it kind of never went away. And then you try to get into the Kentucky Derby and then obviously didn't go, you know, they were bad because he didn't run. And then, yeah, you get into the Belmont where he he looked like he didn't want to be there, but he he I and mean, he ran well because he's he was you know what I mean he's a good horse like I don't want to like shit on him, really good horse, but it's just, yep. it's unfortunate because that was a good horse that um, probably should have had a better uh, three year old year than he did.
1: I wonder if you put tr- truth serum into Pletcher, which is the only way you'd get the truth, but if you did. <laughs> If he would tell you, yeah, the Belmont screwed him because why I say that is he said immediately, he said, we're going to monitor this thing. If he's not well enough to run in the Preakness, which he wasn't, then we are waiting to Saratoga. And then all of a sudden, once he couldn't run in the Preakness, you hear, oh, he's going to run in the Belmont, which you know who was behind that. It wasn't Todd Pletcher. It was the owners, right? So the owner wants to run at the Belmont. He got him as good as he could for that race, but we know the long terms of long-term effects right if you push a horse to do something that he's not really ready to do he or she they may go out and run well that day and I think forte did you know for the most part but the long-term problems that that causes will come up right and you wonder if that may have been kind of the beginning of of the end for him
0: that and that makes me want you know that just is like the the question you have about some of these horses that you're like, we we talked about a second ago with like, how did that horse, you hear all these things. And then this horse wins a grade one. Will that take, will that take him back? Did it, did it, did it ruin the breeder's cup chances, you know, by doing that? I don't, I, I have no idea. Maybe you should have just trained up to the breeder's cup and had a run like that. I, um, I, I feel or like- maybe
1: he wins the breeder's cup. I don't know. I feel back. I feel like if you go back and listen to last week's, uh, show, you're talking about duds and up to the mark. And I think that was kind of what you were thinking. And I was like, look, we got to just judging by what we see on the track. But yeah, I mean, eventually,
0: I don't know. I'll tell you what, and I, you know, I, I've been working on the 14 trends. Um, mm-hmm. I I've done with the 14 trends. They should be out here in the next uh, couple days. And, uh, you know that's one that I almost talked myself into with up to the mark. Um and now I'm like really battling my 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 demons here as far as like do yeah I trust the trends of it. Do I trust I mean the eye test and that's what's it like I don't want to like keep harping on it but that's what makes this game an already impossible game that much more impossible correct because you have people like us who are in the know and we know people and you kind of get that and you kind of like well i'm gonna like obviously right if, if a guy if you if in the before a playoff game they say well this guy he can barely throw his arms killing him like you need it you know it's like <laughs> yeah you're gonna use that information right. whereas on the flip side someone that knew nothing about up to the mark they knew nothing other than who he was you know what i mean right. and and listen to pletcher and like all the systems go everything great Horse wins, oh great, great. Never knew, never knew. You know, you didn't need to know anything else, right? And then there's other times where it works greatly in your favor. Well, that, you know what I mean? So it's just, I guess the bottom line is they're a freaking horse and, and maybe they do what they want to do on some days and they don't (laughs) others. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I think what I've learned over the years, uh, when you hear that kind of information, if that horse enters the race, you better just take him for his face value and nothing else that you've heard. Yeah if he's injured he he he's well enough to run somehow some way. But yeah, you're right. If a guy's sitting over here with a broken arm on on Thursday, he's not throwing passes on Saturday. But that's not how racing is. So <laughs> I think that's and I'll leave it at that. Well, listen.
0: Um I may I, I I made a, a a pact with myself and I'm going to I'm going to let you kind of hold me accountable to this, so, but I'm like as soon as I honestly didn't know for sure if a, I i really thought it might be a, a dead heat between, you know, uh, up to the mark and master. I, I mean, but I as soon as the, the it came out and he lost, cause I had everything going through master of the seas. I was like, I'm, I'm never <laughs> taking any information that I hear backside information and using it to, you know, my, you know, my advantage, so to speak. Yeah. And so, I made a, I made a promise to myself I'm gonna use it at face value, and uh, you know in, unless I literally see the horse you know limping on th- like one and a half legs I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make any I'm, I'm gonna use what I see in the form and what I've seen on the racetrack.
1: Okay, so All you gotta right.
0: you gotta hold me to that. Okay, <laughs> you told me that after the race too. I you
1: were you were mad, and I said, "Dude, you know better than to do
0: that." To be fair, I never would have not bet that horse, but it only made me it only made me press my opinion harder. Let's put yeah. it that way. Um, yeah. but yeah, we got a lot going. I, all the comments are popping off about uh, off about uh breeders' cups. So we might as well get into the show. By the way, I would say something I would not suggest to people. Um, okay. So I bought, I I I sold and bought a house in the last week. Yeah, and so I'm like, that's why this show got pushed back. So I was like, literally on phone call with like mortgage lenders or mortgage lender, my and it's just like, could you pick a worse time, you idiot, to (laughs) sell a house and buy a house when literally I'm gonna be packing shit up, leave for the Breeders' Cup. Oh, by the way, I go to Denver next week. Right for the Chiefs yep. game, and then the next week we go to the Breeders Cup, and yeah. then the next two weeks after that, I I moved to a new
1: house. So well, it's not, <laughs> you know, you it could be worse because you could be you could be moving like the week you get home. That would be really bad from the Breeders Cup.
0: Yeah, well, the buyer wanted to uh to to close November first, and I said absolutely not.
1: <laughs> no, that that no. would have been the worst. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I said not happening, dude it ain't it, like uh, no matter what i don't care if you offer me a hundred thousand dollars more well maybe that but very little <laughs> things you could do to make me do november 1st so um but yeah lots going on over here but you know yeah. don't we don't talk breeders cup because you know that's kind of a big thing right now right we got the pre-entries coming out i mean i actually i saved an email and uh, mention this on the show mm-hmm. uh pre-entries come out are announced uh wednesday october 25th so that's when the pre-entries are going to come out next week it's so when we start to see the, uh, you know, this horse is entered here. He's also entered here, but first priority is in this race. So we'll start really honing in on those fields. Uh, and then, of course, the post position draw is uh, Monday, October 30th, the week of the Breeders' Cup. And uh, and then, uh, you know, that's really when, you, you know, you, all systems are go on Monday mm-hmm. from that day on. But, you know, mm-hmm. I think you start to see October. I know when we get the pre-entries every year, it's like you start to feel like, okay, I know this whole, cause there's a lot of those, especially the internationals where you don't know exactly which race they're going to aim for yet. And that, and they're still like Maj for one is, you know, we don't know what race that she's going to be in, in spiral. Uh, we don't know for sure which race they're going to go to. You know, we just learned that Saudi crown is going to go to the classic. Uh, so there's just things that you don't, you can't, like we have people emailing us, when's it when's the Bible come out? It's like <laughs> we don't even know what fields what the fields are yet, you know. So it's yeah. like you gotta it is and then and then of course, boom, it all go happens at once.
1: Yep, yep. Uh by this time next week, it's gonna feel real, you know, because we're gonna know who's who's running basically. Because when that when those pre-entries come out, you got a real good idea. So um, because you gotta have first preference, second preference, stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, it's going to be awesome when those come out. This time next week, like I said, we're going to be, Well, I mean, I'll probably have the Bible done this time next week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. it's uh, so got to that, write
1: in the, the numbers.
0: <laughs> is that, uh, by the way, I did just get an email from our designer with, I believe, the Trends. So I'm going to take a look at that, nice. and hopefully that will be available later today. So um, yeah. that's a good time to, by the way, um, Shadi says Maj is going to the Mile. I hadn't heard that for sure, but I, I kind of assumed that just because that to me feels like we're, she's going to be the best, you know, I know it's against the boys, but
1: mm-hmm. I don't
0: know that, that, I think that distance is going to be more just based off what we saw the other day uh, or last weekend. So I like that move. If that's where they're going it makes that race even more um, interesting, but uh, the day does make a good time to say, if you haven't got it, go to the racing dudes uh, website, racingdudes.com and make sure you get your hands on the betting Bible, which is available right now for presale, but soon to be also included. Will that be that 14 trends? to the wager or to the, uh, to the breeders cup where you get one trend for every race. And I've, d- I dive into every race and kind of give an idea of what we've seen in the past, maybe speed wins these races, maybe internet, this is, you know, internationals have won at 12 or 15 year, whatever. I love doing it. Cause it gets me kind of into the, t- the, the headspace of where I want to hand it. You know what I mean? Like it yep. kind of gets starts, it starts the ball rolling for me uh, mentally to where I'm like, all right, now I like, okay, this is the, where it's kind of aiming, now I can dive into the handicapping. So that's going to be available soon at racingdudes.com. And again, you get these for free if you are a premium subscriber. So make sure you go to racingdudes.com to learn more. But now's the time to talk breeders' cup and futures. We got futures odds out. Uh that we're going to take a look at and analyze. See kind of the, you know, we again, we the fields are taking shape, but an idea. As we uh, are a few weeks out of what, who's, you know, not only who's in the races, but what are the odds looking like? Maybe gives us an indication of who, you know, what we might expect when the races uh, draw and get closer. Let's, you know what, Halterman, I think it's time. Let's do it. Let's go.
1: They're off in the Breeders' Cup Classic
0: in the Breeders' Cup juvenile. Off in the Longines Breeders' Cup curve. They're off in the Breeders' Cup Sprint, They're off in the Longines Breeders' Cup
1: Distaff. the <laughs> war will take charge the final. 16th hole, Macaulay runs at him, shots on the Macaulay, Macaulay's a master, Macaulay wins the sprint, oh what a horse he is, take charge, Brandy has gone
0: all the way, she's 60-1, Wise Dan's got him, Wise Dan, brilliant in the mile, as they come to the liner, a triple Crown winner, a Breeders' Cup winner, a horse of a lifetime! Alright, we are two weeks out to the 40th Breeders' Cup World Championships. Uh, again, pre-entries will be out next week. Of course, we'll get the entries the following week. So now, we're going to take a look at futures odds uh, available here on Bovada. Just go to bovada.lv and you can search this up and and find, you know, the, the the current prices um as we go along, but we have 13 of the 14 races available on here. We're only missing the Philly mare sprint, but um we're going to go through here Haltsman and and you know, some of these fields are bigger than others, but we can get an idea not only who's going to at least who they're they have available to bet but what the odds look like um for each of these races and just you know more than anything i think it can give you a little bit of an indication obviously you can bet these uh much more freely overseas as well so it kind of gives you an idea maybe how those are being bet it maybe gives us uh an idea an early look of how um how you might want to bet or maybe horses that you guys have been itching to bed again and if you're seeing a horse at you know say 1200 over here plus 1200 you're like oh shit like that's great um hopefully I get anywhere near that in the breeders cup so let's take a first look here we're gonna do the juveniles um and the first one here on the screen breeders cup juvenile Phillies turf and opera singer is a big favorite here we got two big favorites to talk about back-to-back races on here uh opera singer uh Aiden O'Brien horse uh, plus 175 so heavy favorite
1: all right. Let's just kick it off. Right uh, now. All my opinions I'm going to go through, they're very much just straight, like not a ton of in-depth research yet. This is just like surface yeah. level stuff. Uh, definitely don't have to research a ton. You know, a ton of these horses, but I'm going to get into it right now. I think my best bet of the day on Friday might end up being opera singer. I, I think this source is the goods going to come over for O'Brien. I I think if she shows up with a big race, I think she's way better than anything we've got over here in this division. I really like opera singer. I'm not going to play many favorites in these two days. This is one I'll probably play though. I I think opera singer is the one to beat. Yeah.
0: I I didn't know for sure that, um, that, uh, she would just show up here. But, um, whenever I saw that these, and kind of thought that's where it was lining up. This is, uh, I feel like this is going to be one of the well there's another one here in the next one maybe but uh that I f- feel pretty confident in betting a lower price and not just that it's just wh- who like you you see the list there Carla's Way plus 500 Fallen Angel 5 to 1 you know she feels pretty 8 to 1 I mean where are you going and you know there's not a lot of ones that you're going to be excited about uh to bet here
1: I mean, that's where I'm at. I, I don't like this division for the Americans. Now, what other Europeans come over and you go, okay, that's that's interesting. Maybe we'll go there. Uh, I remember that happened last year with the with the male version of this race. You know, Appleby had a horse coming over that I had circled, and then O'Brien brought, brought one. It's like, okay, that make, makes you pause. Here, it looks like opera singer to me is, is going to be really, really tough. I'm, I'm actually really excited to see her. Like I said, th- th- I mean, we don't have anything other than just the the, the the chances that these horses might come right now. I think if she comes, I think she's going to be awfully tough. I kind of feel like Opera Singer, like I felt like uh, when Modern Games came over as a two-year-old, kind of just felt like if you come over for this race, you're going to win it.
0: Um, by the way, just uh, uh, I see a few comments. So what happened, Kevin, was originally it was scheduled at 4 p.m. I was on a phone call i had to push it to 4:30, and it was approaching 4:30, and i was like still on the phone call i thought i better move this to five and I literally right after that it ended and i'm like oh we'll just start it now the original time and so this is for the loyal fans that are on here already you know kevin apparently you're not you know that's something you get you get penalized for that but by the way you've only missed sort of the juvenile phillies turf so not a lot i one horse halterman that is not on here on and i know that doesn't really mean much was uh uh the chad brown horse um hard to justify hmm. that's a philly you know this is a race that americans have done really well in the breeders cup um over the years and so that was one i was kind of looking at you know as far as being that American, and i don't i don't know that I, I thought she was i assumed she'd be in the race it was she want to win and you're in for it so uh i kind of thought you know being chad brown especially we'd see her in here
1: she might, I mean, just because they're not into this doesn't right. mean shit. I mean, this is some guy overseas that probably doesn't know anything. He just he might be reading off our website and putting these horses on there, you know? Like you don't know where this is coming. This is this is crazy unofficial, but this is the best thing we've got on it right now. So
0: yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Opera singer to me is yeah. is it, to me, I look at this and say, Well, if you take nothing else from it, I'd say, Well, that's the international horse that I need to focus on in this race um, and then we'll see who else enters obviously yep. but and I think to me like a lot of times of these o- 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 uh, offshore type stuff in the overseas markets it gives you a good indication right of those international horses so like we know that they are really betting opera singer you know plus 175 that's a solid number um and so to me that gives you a good indication of the kind of the group of horses which one you want to look at all right let's go to uh the juvenile Phillies. Uh, Tamara is a plus 135 heavy favorite. Once again, candy uh, 500 or five to one BV's dream, seven to one, just FYI, eight to one, Uh, it really, the list goes on, but uh, you know, is this going to be one of the, another, one of those favorites, you know, obviously being out West helps as well. Um, She looks so good and she might be elite. Um, But I, I just think it's another one of those divisions that I don't, I do think we have some good horses in there, but I just think she might be better than the rest of them.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't decided what to do with this one. I really like just, just FYI a little bit. Uh, I really like candied a little bit as well. So there's a couple of horses I like that I think can beat her. We haven't seen her since Delmar. I, I don't know if that's good or bad either. So I, to be honest, this is one I haven't decided, uh, whether I'm going to take the favor or not. I may try to take a little just FYI. I, I think that horse is interesting at a price I think uh, she'll run pretty darn well.
0: You know the the thing is like on debut she wasn't awesome, right? And then the mm-hmm. next race she was freaking spectacular. And so you just yep. kind of wonder But Mandela, man, when he gets them right, they're t- they're they're tough to beat.
1: I didn't like skipping the prep. I thought that was odd. Yep. Um so that that has me a little bit concerned. I don't know. I, I I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the horse wins, but I, I just, and I may end up picking her when all is said and done, but as of right now, I'm kind of, I'm kind of all over the place with this one. And I think eight to one, if, if you get plus 800, you know, if you're going to bet it right now, or you get eight to one on, on the day of, I don't know. I just think just FYI might be interesting here.
0: And I will say this. Um, if you're not, super convinced or you you know of Tamara and you're like not completely sold or definitely this is the kind of ra- this is the race over the years that it's very much okay to bet against the favorite um you yeah. have seen some good ones win it no doubt and if you think she is that kind of caliber then yeah i mean there's no reason to think she won't win it but when you're looking at you know eight to one jeff just, just fyi um, and there's a ton of other options in this race uh, that I think that you could, you know, talk me into. V's dream is not one of them, by the way. I, I, I think I was on. She kind of, you know, I was on her till she bucked me off, and she bucked me off last time. I just didn't love the way she. I didn't think she ran terrible. I just didn't. I don't see, didn't see enough from her to be convinced that she can turn that back around, go out west, win the Breeders' Cup.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. I, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty. Pretty much like, yeah, she's not bad, but I don't think she's going to win the Breeders' Cup type effort. I agree, and really wasn't all that competitive with Candied, so hard to bet her. And uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I I just I just worry. You know, the, the source of Mandel has never been around two turns. I think that is a little bit iffy as well. Um, so I, I don't know if you want to take her at a very short price. I think you got to think, because she's going to be like eight to five, seven to five, probably. If you're going to take her, you better think that she's like the next star, right? Because that's to take that kind of price in in a juvenile horse uh, here at the Breeders' Cup, you better think she's a star. She looked like one. Like, her last race was spectacular. I don't know how, how good that field was, and it was at one turn. So, I, I think there's question marks. I mean...
0: I don't know. I haven't made my mind up on that one either. Um that one feels like I don't know. I mean, yeah, she could win for sure and she probably should win, but I also could see myself being like, "You idiot, why did you single everything around her?" You know? The next, so we'll see. Um I it's, I have a, I don't I tend to not bet as heavy as I do on yeah, Saturday that I do on Friday just because of their juveniles right and they're more a little bit more unpredictable uh yeah. the juvenile turf Sprint big evs at five plus uh, plus 500 um, five to one five to one on Crimson Advocate uh, 550 on Buchanan forte no Metz on uh, anyone else okay Crimson advocate for me is one that I've been very much looking at um, as I've been kind of getting closer and closer to honing in on on these races I I mean, I'm not surprised that the, on the prize. I think it's another one of those years that it's, a you know, we've seen these turf sprints be dominated by um, Americans. And so uh, I, I tend to still lean that way. It is a fairly new race in the Breeders' Cup, So it's still kind of uh, up for grabs, I would
1: say, too. I really have no idea. Here's the deal. Like, they've got a few listed here. It looks like eight horses listed. Usually there's like 14, you know, I mean, it's usually, this is usually a mess and it's either, you know, most years it's okay. I'm just going to go with the Leslie Ward horse, or I'm just going to go a big price. One or the other. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, I did pretty well at this race the first three years and then it's, it's been pretty tough. So I I can't really give you a gauge. I, I don't, and this is a race where they, a lot of horses don't really point for it. They just kind of fall into this spot we probably aren't going to know until the next show about about who's who's actually going to be here um so i it's hard for me to kind of get a gauge on this one yet
0: i think crimson crimson advocate is interesting just from a standpoint of she is an american horse you know but she did go over to win at royal ascot i think that's super interesting as well so you kind of have a little bit of both but um i you know you i know i can i feel like you I can, what was that Fletcher horse that you hit this one year, like five to one. It like, was it the first year they ran it?
1: Yep. It was. No, it was maybe it's the second. No, I think it was the first and I cannot remember that horse's name for the life of me. No, um, I can
0: either. But I just remember you, you did like that horse quite a bit and, and bet it. But now it's like, I don't, I don't feel the same way this year. Um,
1: I loved uh, golden pal. Uh, I loved yeah. um, the horse the year before by American Pharaoh that won it. Um, can't think of that horse's name either and yeah then the pletcher horse was was pretty good too but i love those two the pharaoh horse and then uh, and then obviously golden pal we we love those but
0: let's uh i got it. it's gonna bother me now um <clears throat> who was it it was I, I feel like i like i see the name in my head uh, oh bulletin
1: attention
0: was who you that was the first year four-wheel drive was Full the next drive. year i think we both really liked that one golden pal yeah. twilight gleaming and mischief magic what kind of mischief magic bucked the trend uh last year was in terms of you know we what we had seen in this race and uh, is a tur- uh, speed gate to wire just speed gate to wire speed gate to wire american speed gate to wire i should say yeah. and last year it just fell apart completely and we saw an international horse you know basically come from last to win it so last
1: year there were a lot of horses in that race that shouldn't have been in that race and they all had speed
0: yeah and so it created this this epic and then you had you know you just it was a, just a disaster um yeah. you know you had just a bunch of sh- <laughs> shit in there yeah. uh but yeah no um it was the award by the way yeah won that race three years in a row with four-wheel drive uh, that was the american feral horse as well that you were yeah. talking about yeah um, four-wheel drive was a wesley ward golden pal and then twilight gleaming so he won it three years in a row uh, and then pletcher won that year with uh, with uh bulletin
1: i would um, i would venture to say this year you know the, this i i may this may be a skip for me this may be a five dollar wager, or something like that i some it's like say some years like you see that four-wheel drive horse show up in your past performances you go oh yeah i kind of like this horse and you get excited golden pal but like this year it's like i don't you know, I've watched all these races, and I don't see anybody.
0: Yeah, I'm worried that that five to one's not going to last on Crimson Advocate. If I if I can get anywhere near that, I'll probably bet um, bet that one for as of now. But uh, yeah, I'm not not going to, you know, especially I'm not going to waste. Uh, I think it's the first race of, of the Breeders' Cup that, on Friday, so I'm not going to go too heavy on it. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, let's go to uh, the main event of that day, and that is the juvenile. Prince of Monaco at four to one, uh, five to one on lock. Timberlake at uh, you know five and a half to one. Uh, Muth at seven to one. Heartlands ten to one. I mean fierceness. I mean uh, the Fell is not going to run in. I learned that from the comments of my video <laughs> I did <laughs> uh, on YouTube. Everyone told me he's not going to run for the rest of the year. Uh, but really, it comes down to the, kind of the top. I'm, I'm surprised to see Muth at seven to one um, off of that effort in the American Pharoah. Uh, not really surprised on the, on the rest of them. I thought Muth would be a little bit lower. I, I didn't I honestly, wasn't for sure if Muth or Prince of Monaco would go off as a favorite.
1: I don't really know what's going to happen in this one. I, I, this is an awfully interesting situation. I, I don't think there's a lot of horses that are, are really standouts here. Um, I, I kind of like Muth a little bit over Prince of Monaco, even though, well, you know, he killed him the one time they ran I kind of like Muth, Can I get, can I, can I tell you something crazy? I love it. I kind of like (laughs) Miramati.
0: You hinted at that a little bit after that, that race.
1: I kind of think when they stretch him out to two turns, he's going to be decent. Uh, uh, Now this, this probably isn't the spot. Maybe he doesn't even run here. I kind of like him a little bit. I, to me, I I will probably not play the favorite. I, I probably just won't. Um, I, I liked Timberlake's, uh, race last time out. Like I said, I like Muth a lot as well. So I don't know. This is another one. I'm not, I'm not really locked in on anybody here.
0: Yeah. You know, it kind of, it makes you wonder if like, is how good are these The thing with Muth? like, he did every, I know we've talked a little bit about this, but he did everything he was supposed to be doing and he kind of put it all together in that last race. You know, I felt like, you know, Mooth was supposed to be, you know, he's obviously huge purchase price and um, they had, a, you know, you, you buy a horse like that to, to win this race and to win the Kentucky Derby and, to, you know, all the races. Right. And so the issue was very clearly stated, like he too keen goes too fast fades. And we saw that when he got beat by Prince of Monaco that day. Last time out, the American Pharoah went, not only did he stretch out, but he set off the pace, you know? he And I don't, and I get, like, maybe that's not the caliber of field, right? But just the fact that he was had, had that ability to do so, it gives me a lot of confidence in, in what he might be able to do in this race. Maybe he's starting to figure it out, but, I mean, I would rather play him over Locked and Timberlake, and I, that's, that's not really saying that I don't like any one of those, but I just the value at seven to one is is there
1: I think this is kind of a squirrely race i I really think every horse that you're gonna talk about kind of has their not really issues but just kind of has their hangups a little bit we haven't seen a ton of um consistency except for Prince of Monaco but again he he skips the big one or the big prep uh year or you know the big prep round of preps the last one. He's never been two turns. I didn't love his one turn race or his last one turn race in the Futurity. I I kind of I don't know. I, I just don't think he is. I think he's a favorite that's beatable. I guess is what I should say. Um, I I'm with you. Like I really liked how Muth like calmed down, and I think maybe that stretch out was was the thing that did it. A lot of times those those six and seven furlong long races uh, when you're two years old. Everybody's just flying to the front as fast as they can and trying to hold on. And and some of these horses, that's not really what they want to do. And he may have been one of them, you know?
0: Yeah. Um. By the way, Christopher, like, I guarantee you we'll talk Husker Butch, but it will, will be later in the show. So just make sure you go take the kids to dinner, come <laughs> back, listen to the pod version or listen to the, you know, the go back and watch us on on the YouTube channel. And we will talk about husker butch i guarantee it yep. so i know you'll get your fix just you have to wait you know gotta do dad stuff i get it um i don't know michael i i i don't know that like i don't see why they, they're not going to revert him back to speed just because there's other horses in the race that that of the, of the stable i mean if he's got the talent they're gonna i would assume when i want him to run what makes him the most suitable to win the race if miramati were to enter like you know halterman you're suggesting maybe maybe he's the 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 speed right
1: i don't know I think, I think, you know, move like reverting back to speed or whatever. I think it's all just going to depend on who's there. Right. And I, I, you know, if you, if he can fall out on the lead by himself, of course, you're going to use it. But, you know, I, I don't think you're going to, I guess the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is we saw, he doesn't have to have the lead to run well, so they won't press the lead and go balls to the wall unless they can just go out there and get an easy one.
0: Yeah. I just I just thought he, he he looked like a different horse that day. And that so that gives me hope going to the by the way, uh Shadi, there is an like there's a really cool trend um that you'll want to check out in the in the 14 trends about kind of what you refer what you kind of refer to with the triple crown and what it means moving forward. This is a race that's pretty productive, um, but maybe in a different way. So uh make sure you check out the trends uh when that comes available. All right, let's go to the last one on Friday, the juvenile turf. This is <laughs> yeah you've you've uh you've done well in this race in the past uh yeah. i don't know where you're going with this one this is a wide open affair
1: i feel like i'm gonna end up going with a european horse here uh i don't know which one yet there's not really which is one a good that...
0: angle to go to by the way
1: y- yeah and i mean there's not really anything that jumps off the page um uh, you know opera singer and the in the if she comes to, to the philly uh version of this race i think she's tough but You know, here, I don't see a lot that just totally jumps off the page. So just kind of a wait and see approach to this one as well. Uh, I don't really believe in our turf horses too much in this spot. So uh, it's just kind of a, it's going to be touch and go until we we know who's going to run. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like you,
0: I don't know. Is this is this, impo- this is one of those races that have you know we'll talk about the ones on Saturday are going to be a lot more clear. This is one of those that you just how can I even have any commentary about this because I don't yeah. know you know who's going to be here out of those. There's a bunch listed obviously for good reason. Um, I my my thought is to I'm going to probably lean towards the which is not. Going out on a limb, but Aiden and, and and Appleby and and whoever has maybe one of the ones that looked the most visually and, and most impressive, that's probably where I'll lean towards. So, yeah. Um, but to to have any kind of a real, uh, you know, I will say that you know Agger Road, I, that's one that I'm okay with playing against here, especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess. 12 to one is probably more than fair if that's what you're going to get, but I'm not super interested in that. So,
1: yeah. So sometimes our juvenile turf horses will really impress me and I'll, I'll go with one or the other, you know, in one of the races or both. I just haven't been impressed with either division this year. And that, that just makes me lean towards the European horses until like I said, we kind of find out who's actually going where.
0: Um. All right. Uh By the way, go, listen andrew go listen to the show at the beginning and you'll get a lot of insight on the forte retirement talk um all right saturday breeders cup turf sprint uh caravel that's the big one right eight to one uh no balls at eight to one as well <laughs> notorious at ten to one those are three really interesting horses uh obviously for good reason but You know, private creed sixteen, you know to one. It's really like there's a lot, obviously, uh, of options here. And this, for at least on listed here, living the dream at five fifty. Brad sell at six hundred. Thoughts as you kind of look at
1: these. I got no idea on this one. I mean, this is going to be a a, a horribly tough race. You know, Caravelle. I don't think is going to be able to do it again. I don't think she ran all that well at Keeneland. Um, I, I, you kind of lean maybe go a local here uh tracks a little bit quirky for sure. Um, you know, I so it you do kind of think, hey, maybe a horse like Gear Jockey can get the job done. I've always kind of liked the Platinum Queen. I think that's a horse that, that's gonna come in here with a chance. Uh, I remember the last time we ran this race here at Santa Anita, it seems like a huge price won it. I can't even remember who it's not like Peter Miller won it with somebody. So I there, I don't have much of a thought on this one. I this is going to be one I, th- I you need to stay away from in my opinion
0: yeah it's uh i don't know i, I kind of like i don't know I, the one i've been most interested in as i started going through it was uh which might not surprise you a little bit but no balls at eight, at eight to one i think just the speed man that that race i mean that he kind of showed that you know and Caraville's super fast but he he shut he shut caraville out even as far as speed you know and it kind of makes you if this horse can you know, at Santa Anita on the turf at Santa Anita, get going. Like, it might be hard, might be a hard horse to catch, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I honestly, I mean, I don't know the exact field yet, but it's gonna be hard to like be yeah. surprised out of this one. Yeah, as far as the result agree. goes. So, yeah. all right, this one, okay, the dirt mile, this is a race that I'm super, super interested in. Yeah. Um, the Dirt Mile is always a fun race. I feel like every year, but this this year no different. Cody's Wish looking to defend after uh, the debacle and the Whitney and deciding to to go back to the uh, the mile distance where the horse is not lost. Practical move though at, at four to one plus one seventy five. By the way, on Cody's Wish, Algiers is at eight to one. Uh, Good nights nine to one. Blazing Sevens. I mean, the list goes on. Fort Bragg at, at twelve to one defunded. Fourteen to one Arabian uh, Lions, Sixteen to one. Uh verifying 16 to 1. Charge at 35 to 1. I don't think charge is gonna run in that race, but thoughts on this one.
1: I'm gonna try to beat pre- uh Cody's wish. I mean, that's just that's just it. I, I'm gonna try to beat him. Uh practical move would make a lot of sense in this race. Uh I think the funded would be interesting if he actually goes in this race. You don't really know who's running, right? Anarchist is a horse I kind of like a little bit as well. Uh I, I'm going against Cody's wish. It's going to be with with one of those that I kind of uh, uh, listen there most likely.
0: Now listen, a lot can change, and you know I you got the field has to take shape, and you know I'll make some decisions obviously when we get closer. But and I but I said this, I tweeted it out after right after the race when he came made his comeback. I'm gonna have a really hard time not picking practical move to win here. I just mm-hmm. he's he's done nothing wrong really, and he loves Santa Anita and yeah, he's he looked good and i think the way the race is going to set up for him i think it's going to be he's going to be tough to beat i and i i think Cody's Wish is going to have his work cut out for him to get to a, you know that's why i really wanted to see uh you know i get, i guess you know saudi, saudi crown just cuz i wanted to beat Cody's Wish but maybe Practical Move is my my next
1: best right mhm i i can see it uh i i really think Practical Move he, if he can build off that last race and, and, I mean, you kind of look at his form before he got hurt or got sick or whatever the hell happened to him. You look at that, you look how he came back and just how damn easy and just kind of toyed with them. You do kind of just sit here and go, you know what? He's, he probably is better than what Cody's wish has been his last couple of races, not early in the season, but his last couple, it's like, he's probably just better. So if you could, Get him at a price now. He may run in the classic, and that, we're all just like, well, whatever if that happens. But yeah, I don't know. I I just don't feel like Cody's wish is 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 a horse to to really like single or anything like that.
0: You gonna bet your uh, your boy Arabian Lion at sixteen to one?
1: No, I I don't know what Arabian Lion is up to these days, but it's not <laughs> running well. Um, not running is one of them i tell you what fort bragg i see fort bragg getting mentioned a few times i think he's interesting i thought he ran pretty well um in the last time the last time we saw him in the sprint uh, San Diego yeah. sprint so um arabian lion did not
0: i'll say this though like there's a there was a time uh this year where i'm like arabian lion might be the best arabian horse of baffert you know
1: oh for sure but i mean fuck you can't you don't know what he's gonna do he's he's either awful or good no in between yep.
0: so i could i could certainly see him winning this race like don't get me wrong i just I probably can't. can't bet him in this race no um because yeah it's just he's been like some really like wow performances from him and then there's been some some not so wow uh philly mare turf uh, this is a good one man this is look at this in spiral at two plus two uh two hundred two to one uh 325 on warm heart Tahera at eight to one Didia at 11 uh, to one and an at 12 to one I mean those in Italian how about that in Italian uh, at 14 to one Moira at 14 to one but listen they to me it comes down to a few in here and that is in spiral or warm heart two international horses I think uh, that are going to be really tough to beat uh, which, if they do run
1: in this race. I think Warm Heart is super, super good. And I also think uh, Inspiral is super good. I don't know where Inspiral is going to go. Um, you know, I, I've heard The Mile as well. So I don't really know, but yet. And I don't, you know, I don't really care to speculate. But uh, listen, another, you hate to be a, a broken record, but Warm Heart uh, and, and Inspiral, those two horses are probably better than anything we have. You know, you look at an it Italian, yeah, she's gonna be a great price, but it's like she probably should be. She lost twice where she shouldn't have. Uh Diddy is a horse I like. I thought she ran really well last time out, but I, I just think again, you look at the Americans, and if we get these big time European horses, which those two on the top there are, I don't really think we're gonna be able to beat them.
0: This is a this is a very uh very uh tough trend to buck in terms of you know favoring the internationals so um i don't and then you got to you know we talk about it where like with the turf where it's like well you just don't have that like big time turf horse right coming like you you'd love to bet against up to the mark but you're just like i don't know who it is right who, who you can trust that you know because you've seen some of the big i mean we've seen some big time turf horses come over here and win this one feels like whether it be whether it be inspiral, whether it be warm heart, you know who you like in this race, but those two both feel like really nice horses overseas.
1: I, I totally agree with you, and I totally agree with the love for Inspiral and for Warmheart in the chat. <laughs> I'm with you. This is a situation this year, guys, and we talked about it. When a horse like an Abel came over, yeah, that was like nuts, crazy. But this year it's like any European horse that's decent to good. We're going to get more excited about them because we just don't have the star power in this country this year. So, yeah, I mean, a horse like Inspirer or Warm Heart came if they came last year with flight lines still to come. It's like, yeah, we're excited about it, but we're still looking to flight line where this year seeing a horse like this or horses like this, that's going to highlight the whole thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping I, I mean, obviously I'll have some, you know, I have to lean one way or another, but I'm hoping I can just survive this race with these two because I, I don't want to get too worked up about this race. Because I do, as far as like, you know, I, I don't want to overthink it because I just feel like these two are the ones you know to, to like here, and I, I love it. Like you're seeing some very strong conviction in the chat, one way or another. It's so great. That's what it's about, and uh um. Hopefully we see, you know, that's the thing too. I, I hopefully you see a, you know, a battle between these two, and, and uh, we see a nice race from both of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I hope so too. And, and you know, I think, uh, you know, I, I think, Kevin kind of said it, it was like, this just doesn't feel like there's any buzz. There's a lot of tickets available for this thing, and I, I think people that watch our show, and I mean, if you're watching a, a show about horse racing on YouTube, you're really into it. So I think people watching are really into it, and look what sparked it. It's like, finally the Philly and mare turf, but it's like, these are stars. And that's what you're supposed to see at the breeder's cup. And I feel like this isn't a breeder's cup. That's getting a ton of uh height because we don't have the flight line. We don't have the star, but these European horses coming over can give us that. And people watching our show know these horses and have seen them and, and have been like, wow, I can't wait to actually see this horse in, in our country, you know? So that that does kind of make it exciting for the people that know about racing.
0: Oh yeah, and the fact that like you got a got like a John Godston horse and an Aiden O'Brien horse that you know two legends, right? That have these pretty damn good fillies bringing them over. I mean, it, there's not much uh, to me. I like that's one of the biggest, my, one of my favorite moments of any Breeders' Cup we've ever been to is being in the paddock with, with Enable and and the connections and you know just. Just feeling that buzz of, of a legit world-class horse, and uh, you know these two are certainly up on that list um, of at least what we have running right now overseas. So exciting to see them come over, and uh, hopefully, you know, we can see a nice little, uh, nice little battle between the two. Uh, all right, let's go to the Breeders' Cup Sprint. Uh, obviously, Echo Zulu is not going to be on here, but plus six hundred there, uh, plus one hundred and fifty for Elite Power to repeat. And win the sprint. Good night at 700, uh, 7 to 1. Arna- Arna- Arcus, 8 to 1. Speedboat Beach, 8 to 1. Speedboat Beach is interesting. Uh, obviously, looked really good, even though uh, he lost, but it was off a super long layoff. Then you got like the Dr. Shival, who's kind of the local horse. Um, Spirit of McKenna, who's just had a lot of tough luck. Can I book CZ Rocket in third? Can I book CZ Rocket for like plus 3,000 for third? <laughs>
1: You could, yeah. Um I, I'm not gonna take it, but go bottom <laughs> might. Um I kind of feel like Elite Power is gonna get beat. Why? I just don't know who's gonna beat him. I think Speedboat Beach can beat him.
0: Now yeah. I mean, I do think logically could. Is this just, just one of those right ra- weird races that we don't see speed hold? And you I right? don't I don't know why. It makes no sense to me. Um, but you know, like you look at like I always go back to Chance a lot, or Jackie's Warrior, or, you know the when Jackie was primed up. I don't know, but I'm with you. Like Speedboat Beach, that last race, I thought even though he lost, I thought he was very impressive, and I immediately was like, oh, that's gonna be he's gonna be a problem at the Breeders' Cup, one way or another, whether it be a problem because I don't know how to bet him, or a problem that he's gonna win the thing, so.
1: I think Gunite uh, is one that's going to be tough. I think Speedboat Beach is going to be tough. I, I, Anarchist, if he's in this race, I like him. I like Dr. Shival. Like I, I just, I don't know. You watch that race from Elite Power, and, and we can all sit back and say, well, you know, Gunite, my God, he, ha- he had it all his way, and, and this and that. Gunite had it all his way the last time before that when they faced, and Elite Power beat him, right? And even if you go to the Saratoga, okay, now you got an extra furlong, yeah, you know, in that race, it, it, it may you know, elite power gets second, but he's beaten a half length and he makes a huge move and you go, okay, you just look at that race. And it's like, you know what? He might be tailing off a bit because he didn't make not any point in the stretch. that you think elite power even had a chance to win? Yeah. And that's not something you could say about him in a long, long time. So I don't know. I just, and now no races since I just kind of feel like he may not be at his peak.
0: And a horse that, you know, rattled off a bunch of wins in a row, you know, and, yep. you know, it really, you know, can he kind of get back to that winner's circle after losing it? I'm not saying you're wrong. It, it if, if, I don't know, I, I'm with, like, I, if, listen, there, if that trend wasn't so heavily in my mind, I would probably pick Speedboat Beach. I My
1: hope is that maybe yeah. he doesn't go to the lead, but I think well, he will. To, to that point because Rodney brings it up, he just hopes Victor doesn't get the mount because that pissed him off. I text you, I was at uh, I was at an OU game when they ran this race. Yep. and, and I text I text you, I think Shoddy, I may have texted you this. I can't remember. It's been a while, been a minute. Um, but I said that's one of the worst rides you'll ever see from anyone ever on Speedboat <laughs> Beach last time out. I said I said and the reason why I was so emphatic about it because it's not a ride where you go well he got him stopped or he did this or he did that but it was it was worse than that because you had the horse with the most speed in the race you could you got out of the gate well you you were in the perfect spot to just go take control of the race and take him gate to wire and he he held the horse with the most speed back yeah didn't let and him run and he waited and he waited and he waited too long and the horse still almost won the race and it's like the, there's not many times I'll watch a race and and blame the entire thing on the jockey. That was one of those times though. <laughs> yeah, I had
0: him bet to win too, which made it even worse cuz you're just like what are you doing, you know? I
1: just don't know.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, and and yeah, Victor the Anchor, you know, kind of but yeah, he will not be on them. You can guar- <clears throat> guarantee he will not be on the mount. Yeah. Um but it's tough. It's tough to to st- watch that. I but even afterwards I, I I text you the same thing I was like I mean yeah he lost but damn that was impressive like yeah. you know all things considered off that I mean it was like 10 month layoff you know it was it was in a, it was a legit layoff and it to run that good so um yeah I think he'll be tough um I just again the the I'm with uh where is it at I saw the comment? I don't know where it went though. Michael said, yeah, like I think he's going to wire him or he's going to, um, or Leap power will catch him, you know?
1: Yeah. And I, I guess the you know, final thought on this one, it, it is going to depend depend on who actually enters where they're at, you know, who's writing, who, like I said, Victor's on him again or something like that. Or it's like, well, for, well, never mind. They just don't think that much of him, obviously, you know, do they get a good jockey, blah, blah, blah. Then, then it changes. So, it'll just have to depend on, on, on who's here as well. Um, but look, I mean, I, I, like I said at the beginning, two weeks from now, this thing could totally be different for me, who, who I'm picking. But as of now, like, and I'm looking on this on the surface and going, I, I don't, I don't think he's quite as good as he was at his peak talking about elite power. And that's a situation where I think you can go beat him. And you think about it, Jackie's warrior last year, wh- who elite power beat, he, he came into the race. It's like, yeah, he's just better than everybody else, but he wasn't on his peak form. And you yeah. saw it when he got beaten the four ago, right? Elite power got beaten in the four ago. He might just not be on his top level.
0: All right, let's go to the, uh, the Breeders' Cup mile here. Um, you got Paddington at uh, plus uh, 225, Songline 500. Tyra is also in here at 500, up to the mark at 500. But I think up to the mark is going to run in the, in the, in the turf. Uh, Master of the Seas have you heard anything where master of the seas is going to run 700 on him uh here i mean do you think he's he's probably gonna run in this race right i think so yeah i mean after after getting beat by master of the seas yeah you got to think miles yeah if if you're trying to avoid him right as well Mm -hmm. um maj by the way my thing will not move so you might have to take over the uh the (laughs) bovada but uh i can't get it to move i don't know if vada's like hijacked my site or my um browser but i can't i literally cannot get anything to move on my screen
1: hey there you go i'll zoom in let's see there we go too much there you go there you go there you go, there you go. oh yeah all right we're good
0: and maj i mean i imagine maj in here 10 to 1 maj i think maj is very interesting at, at 10 to one anyways. Um, In Italian, I mean, Italian is going to run in the Philly mayor, right?
1: I think so. Yep.
0: That's to say, there's a lot of these kind of up in the air. You're not quite sure. Um, Thoughts on, I guess, song line, the song line coming over here is pretty cool.
1: I think it'd be cool. I I think that horse will be tough. Just sitting here, looking at it as it is right now, not knowing exactly who's going to be in or what, but yeah, I think I think Songline uh, is a horse to be tough. I, I think Master of the Seas still uh, is in here with a chance. Um, you know, Casa Creed I think is very interesting for one of ours. Uh, up to the mark, if he runs here. You got to kind of like his uh, chances as well. Um, you know, I, I, a horse like Ken Ross at eight to one, Maj at ten to one. I mean, I I think you got to go pretty deep in here. I don't think. And again, this is just on the surface. This looks pretty damn tough to me.
0: I mean, I don't know a lot about like I don't know a lot about Paddington, to be honest with you. That's one that I just don't know a ton about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard to like get a good feel for it without you know, d- you know diving in Casa Creed. I'd love to see Casa Creed win at eight to one.
1: I think uh, Dennis asked which is the best u s. horse in the Breeders Cup mile in your thoughts. If up to the mark doesn't run in it, I, I think Casa Crete is. I did see that song. I think what is it? The Magic
0: Sinus. It was like uh, the horses that are the possible uh, Japan contingent is like Ushpas Cicero, Dermis Sh- I don't know the Tur Shahara, Shahar, Win, Marlin, uh, Songline, Win, Carnelian jasper crone and there's like there's like a handful of them in there but i mean you get Songline over you get ush i mean ush Pichisero, derma i don't know about derma i don't know what they're going to do with that but i mean what's the I, I feel like japan i've been saying it all along it just feels like we're going to see a couple races that japan's going to win uh out of the 14
1: yeah, I th- I think they're going to have a good shot in a few for sure. Um and it'd be it'd be dumb to kind of ignore them because they they win everywhere, so why why wouldn't they be able to win here as well? Uh yeah, I I agree. Um I, I don't know. I I think it's going to be interesting to see who actually shows up once it's here, right? That that's the big thing.
0: Yeah. Um do you think Inspiral will run over here? In this race, if not the other one, I mean, do you, is there any way that you know, if if Warmheart is for sure running there, is there any chance that we say, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go the other direction?
1: I thought so. I thought I thought we'd see Inspiral in this race here. It might happen. Yeah, and, and that if she's in this one, I I like I like her a lot.
0: I mean, that would make everyone's well our lives easier, right? If you like both of them, um, separate them, separate them. Yeah, so I don't have to play them both. Yep. Uh, yeah, Paddington's not coming over. Um, yeah, like running the QE2, QE2 uh, this weekend. But uh, yeah, um, let's move on to the Distaff. Egomatic. Uh, right. yep. yeah, this is an interesting one. You know, this is a race, and just like the Distaff as well, really. I mean, the, the classic as well. It's a race that you typically see class win. Um, and, you know, this has been a division this year that class has been pretty sketchy uh idiomatic is the now class right at at plus 250 but nest uh, nest is i mean i I don't you can bet nest i don't know Nest's not running that um adair manor at plus 500 randomized at plus 800 pretty mischievous uh, 10 to 1 clarier at 12 to 1 search results uh, wet paint 14 to 1 i mean the list goes on right we've been hearing about these horses all you know all year to me at 12 to 1 clarier is very interesting and i'm not like again i've i've you have cashed on her i've been burnt by her but Mm -hmm. from a class standpoint she's right up there
1: yeah no i agree uh i I think i think it's gonna be between uh, i'm not playing idiomatic as a favorite i mean i don't know maybe i'll put her on like a pick four pick five ticket i'm not gonna play her to win i guess i should say um i think randomize is really interesting Uh, I, i think that horse is very interesting at a price um i think adari manor is got you know she's got the home field advantage she could be a little bit interesting in this spot as well but uh i'm i'm gonna try to beat idiomatic randomize makes a little sense to me as of now
0: yeah um i don't know know, idiomatic man that's just one of those that uh, i kind of feel like you know i picked her thankfully last time but it's like can she win this race? I mean, sure. I guess. Right. She, sh- I mean, a dare is one like that. I would feel pretty stupid getting beat by, but at the same time, I don't, it's like, again, like I said, like class wins this race, like nine, nine, nine times out of 10. I mean, yeah, you had that, what, that, what was that Japanese horse a few years ago? Mar- yeah. Mar- March, or Lorraine or whatever. I mean, that, yeah, that happens, right. That can't happen, but it feels like it's going to be one of those, like, Five or six horses that we've mentioned but this it's been this way all year there's been times where clear air was easily the the class nest the class a dare manor i mean it always has that west coast vibe right you know Matic yeah. is the class now randomized for like half a second you felt like might be you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. just been all year long so i don't know how you can like you just got to kind of pull the trigger with one and hope you get lucky here
1: well, I would argue that randomized is, is is just as classy as idiomatic after the two straight wins she's had. So, I, I think I think the class angle does work with randomized. Where, yeah, like Nest, come on. I mean, even Clarier, like it's it's been. I don't know. Your kids probably weren't in school yet when Clarier last won a race. I the mean, thing about
0: the thing about Clarier is that's so frustrating. Is she has the class to win this race? Yeah, no doubt. Right. Her winning this race would be zero shock, but could she also finish like third or fourth, beating mm-hmm. five or six? Sure, no doubt. All of them could in this race. Idiomatic would be the one. To me, the idiomatic, even I hate taking that prize, but I mean, as of lately, she's been the one you can count on the most.
1: Yeah, and maybe, maybe you know, like I said, you get the entries in your hands, you're like, well, shit, she's just better, and you play her, you know, but I, sitting here right now, I don't really want her as a favorite.
0: I pretty mischievous winning this race would be freaking hilarious in my opinion. I, I, <laughs> I <laughs> just uh, after the year and and she's going you know the one turn and then you know she obviously she won the oaks and yeah it's like then then you know fast forward to the distaff she wins the distaff and you like real like she won at ten to one I didn't use her the oaks winner it's like come on yeah um again I'm not gonna be a Am not going to be too shocked, really, of the result of this race.
1: No, no, not at all. Let's go to the Breeders Cup Turf.
0: Yeah, the turf uh, again. We uh, nine to one up to the mark, which is is wild. And and I guess the the reason is if you is you got four other horses, uh, international horses that are um, listed ahead of them. Three to one. I guess August Roden, uh, uh Musta musta d i don't know how to but i know that i've been researching that horse and i know that horse i don't know if that horse is coming but i'm actually very interested in that horse if he does mm-hmm. um emily something seven to one <laughs> anesto <laughs> at seven to one bolshoi ballet at 12 to one uh warlike goddess at 12 to one uh listen to me up to the mark if, if this is, let's just fast forward to the post time and let's just pretend that it's not going to happen, but let's pretend that this is the odds um, uh, right before they get in the gate. I'm not betting up to the market nine to one, you know, like he's mm-hmm. one of those weird situations where I feel like I want to see him bet in order for me to feel confident in, in betting him. That makes any sense whatsoever. <laughs>
1: I mean, up to the mark for me is, is the play unless these European horses just look tremendous. Um, just to be real honest, is like, I just can't, I can't really get past him. He's beaten a lot of these European horses now, that uh, August Rodin or Rodin or however, that one looks pretty good to me. And I think that would be the one I would maybe like the most out of the European horses, but, uh, Uh, look up to the marks, beating a lot of really good ones. So if he's in it, you know, I, I'm sure we won't get a report that he's doing well, but if he's in the race, he's, he's, he doesn't scratch. I think he'll run. Okay. You know, I mean, it
0: is, it, it, you know, and that's, it is one of those races that far and away is a is an international race. You know, it just is, you know, but you have had instances where, you know, you have Americans that win and, and, of course like bricks and mortar is one and like kind of the, the probably the biggest one as far as American, um, as of recently. And it's, you know, obviously he was just better and, and maybe up to the mark is that horse, right. Especially since you don't have, you know, uh, you know, uh, or, a, you know, a you know, enable or, you know, found, or, you know, who, like whoever you want to list off, you don't have like those kind of international horses coming over for this race. So, that's kind of where I'm at, right? Like I'm not, if you don't have those and up to the mark has done what he's done, is doing what he's doing. It's hard not to pick him.
1: Yep. I agree. I, it just, this one's all going to be about the internationals and who actually show up and you know, who, who do they get to ride them and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I mean, as far as the American uh, horse goes, you got to think up to the mark's got a big shot because, He's been beating these international horses. So that's gonna be another bit major challenge. These horses won't be easy to beat.
0: I really do think though it's gonna be between what if it is this Augustine Roden, if it that's you know, if that's the the kind of the international horse, right? That's the one I'm gonna focus on versus up to the mark, you know, mm-hmm. because I do think it's gonna be kind of that's the way I'm gonna at least approach it. So yeah. um all right, let's go to the classic. Obviously, the kind of a right. big race here, a big the big classic, uh, the main event, which sounds really technically the main event. You got two two races after it uh, at the Breeders' Cup on Saturday, but officially it is the main event of the Breeders' Cup. Archangelo is your favorite here, uh, plus three fifty. Arabian Night at six hundred. Go Rocket Ride six fifty. White Abario uh, seven to one. Ushba Tasero. I mean, I've heard that horse's name more and more as we've gotten closer. At eight to one. Bright Future ten to one. Saudi Crown is confirmed. As going towards uh, the classic here at 12 to 1, Mage at 14 to 1, Proxy at 14 to 1, Derma, if he shows up at uh, 20 to 1. But listen, um, that's really the field. Yeah, I guess Senior Bruce, I don't think Senior Bruce is going to run in there. Uh, Zandon, 20 to 1, a uh, few, I'm trying to think of any, I guess, defunded at 25 to 1, um, Practical Move, 25 to 1. Uh, Clapton, I think, is going to run in that race. He's going to run in uh, it is 50 to one. Um, I don't think Ronald, I think Ronald rolls off for the year. Um, but there's the field. So, or at least the horses that are available to bet. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Archangelo at, you know, three and a half to one is, is tough. I mean, I don't I don't necessarily disagree with I think he should be the favorite, but I don't know that I'm going to be playing him at that price.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't think I can play him at, at 7 to 2 which is basically what that is. Yeah. Yeah. If we get the post time and the odds are like this, I I think, I think Arabian Night makes a ton of sense mm-hmm. uh at 6 to 1. I think Wide Barrio honestly, Wide Barrio is 7 to 1 it's almost worth it. Yeah. Because yeah. the the one thing you can say about Wide Barrio if he runs like he did in the Whitney, he's a no doubt winner, and you can't point to another race that one of these horses have have run and say that about them, right? Like you could say, "Hey, if Archangel runs like he did in the Travers, he's got a good chance," and and that's that's a true statement. But he's not an absolute lock to win, even if he runs like he did in the Travers. did Barrio wins uh, runs like he did in the Whitney; he'll win the race, and he's seven eight to one. So.
0: I know. I mean, and I'll be honest, like, I totally have not decided what I'm going to do with Wade Barrio yet, but I, I could, I, I was, <laughs> I think I would sleep better at night knowing that I picked him and lost, than I left him off everything and he beat me. Yeah. Just because, like, it's like, then you go back and you'd be like, really? Like, I was there. I literally saw with my own eyes what he did in the Whitney I get it. Trust me. You don't have to tell me. I get it. Like it's wide a barrio. Like you don't want to like that horse, you know, or or like that. He could think that he could win, but if he were to,
1: to you, you said it right. If he runs that race, he's, he, he, here's what he reminds me of. See if you agree with this. Remember when we were at the Florida Derby and maximum security just dusted that field and we were like, what? That'll never happen again. Such a BS situation. And then he came back and he didn't end up getting paid if you bet maximum security, but he kind of dusted the Kentucky Derby field. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what it feels like with Wide of Barrio. You, you look at it and you go, that's just not going to happen again. Like that was just, you, you speculate on why it happened, blah, blah, blah. But then you get to the big ones, like he won't do that again. And then what if he does? That's, that's kind of the thing. that that worries me with him because he does have that race where it's like, Oh boy, he was, he, you can't beat him. If he runs that type of race, um, he's got a really nice running style for Santa Anita. Um, so, I mean, again, I, I'm not sitting there saying I'm going to bet wide of Barrio on, on the, on Breeders' Cup day, but he, he does possess a race that none of these other ones have run yet.
0: Okay. So the, Okay, for one, I'll, I'll talk about Scotty Crown, I guess, because you know I was hoping they'd really run him in the dirt mile, but he's not. He's going to run in this race. I mean, 12 to 1, I guess, is is fair on him. If you can get 12 to 1, I don't necessarily hate it, but I just... I, I'm going to let him beat me. I don't know that I'll have anything of him in this race. I, and I like the horse. I mean, maybe underneath. I don't know, though. I just kind of feel like he creates a little bit of a situation because he's got a lot of speed in this race and he's going to make it interesting for, you know, the go rocket rides and the Arabian nights and, you know, horses that do show a little bit of speed early on. I just, why to barrio even, you know? So, I mean, it's like, I don't know. He creates an issue because he's got, he's fast. He's
1: legit fast. I agree. I have no rebuttal. I agree with everything you said. Yeah. I just,
0: and you know, and, and, uh, how would you be, would you be more surprised if he won or, or why to barrio
1: uh, him? I, I think, but it's close. Like, yeah. I, I guess it's hard for, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm kind of being wishy-washy because really nothing's going to surprise me in this race. Like, I'm sitting here. I've sat here. I did like a classic video and I said, Yeah, I mean, Zandon can win. And that's a, like a running joke between us and, and oh, Jesse, uh, Jesse up at uh, Saratoga. We always give him shit because he picks Zandon. But here we are at this classic. And it's like, well, he might, he might win. Like, that's not terrible.
0: Yeah, he could, right? I mean, mm-hmm. so, Ushpichasero, that's been my pick uh, on, on here for the last couple of weeks. And, the word's out on him you know I, and i and it's kind of annoying honestly as someone that that was hoping you'd get like 10 15 to 1 that's eh, a pipe dream you're not gonna get that on him now i mean i think he's gonna be like four or five to one at this point you know he we is talk, the, yeah. he's the he's like he's the it horse that you know that uh you know he obviously won the dubai world cup so he's you know you have that but it's like he's that kind of new shooter that everybody's excited about and by the way he's a japanese horse
1: Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, we, we talked about it months ago. Well, probably been a month ago and you were on him and I think he was like 20 or 30 to one. And I, I, I kind of, and you agreed, alluded to the fact that yeah, once they actually see this horse, hear about this horse, get the past performance to their hands and look at the horse, he's going to be below 10 to one. And here he sits at eight to one. And look, I we will see. Right. I mean, he may get down lower than that even because look, I mean, people People know about the Japan situation and these big time events, and people are going to gravitate to how good he looks on film. I mean, his on film's an old uh, old word there, but on YouTube, basically, where you look at his races and you go, he looks like he's pretty darn good. I I I mean, there's in most years I would say, oh, don't do that, but this year it's like, yeah, I I, I get it, and I think, Ushba Tesoro has, has won on the international stage before. I, and I think that'll go a long ways. And he didn't beat a ton of good horses there in Dubai, but it was, it was emphatically.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I'm with you. I I And honestly, I got, now I got magic text to me cause he knows I like the horse and how he's liking the horse. And I'm like, shit, man, we're going to, we're the, 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 everyone's likes, likes this horse now. And I just well, like not no, all kidding aside. Like, from a real betting standpoint I I love what I you know if you go back and watch Dubai World Cup you know he he was I mean it was a trip man like he had to get going like he was well out of it and then you go back and watch the, this prep race for this the Japan race he was a lot closer and a lot more kind of uh tactical and then made a move and then just kind of went by them all late he just feels like a horse that can win at kind of any like any particular style and I've been saying it, you know, you know, that, that Japan's going to win one of these and it's going to be soon. And you just, it'd be hard. It's hard for me to sit here and be like, okay, we have a field, a group of horses that in over here that aren't awesome. You know, we don't have flight line. We don't have, you know, Pharaoh or, you know, the list goes on. And then we also have the Dubai World Cup winner who is a Japan horse and he's running in this race. It just feels like it's, shaping up a little bit to for that to happen
1: i agree and and i think it's 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 more of just a situation where we just don't have the horses that people are going to be extremely excited to bet i mean even on archangelo people that follow racing they've seen it they know they've seen a three-year-old that is good enough to win this race and they've seen Archangel this year, and it's like he's really good, but you don't it doesn't just scream that hey, I want to bet him in the classic. It screams that, hey, he deserves it. He he's done really well. I think he's a favorite we can
0: beat. now, listen, Rodney, I know you're giving you're just giving a shit, but it's like I like I, you're gonna get a price. So I mean it's not like you're not gonna get 10 to one on Ushba, but, but you I think you're gonna get a playable price because you do have the Travers winner. Arch- I mean, these three year olds are sexy to a lot of people. You got Rabian Knight, who obviously Bob Baffert. Guess what? we've seen a bunch of 3-year-olds win this race before and they were all trained by Bob Baffert. If he can do it, he can do it with Arabian Night. He did it with Bayern. Um Go Rocket Ride, I mean obviously he has a lot of uh, a lot of people like him. I think he's a fun horse to bet. Wide Barrio, you know, we know how that, you know. So it's like you got Saudi Crown for Brad Cox, you got Bright Future for Todd Pletcher. Mage, you got the Derby winner. I mean, I don't imagine he's going to take a ton of money, but he will take some. So the point is, you're going to get I mean, there's too many options in this race for Ushba to be like to for you to lose complete value in him. I think.
1: Yep, I agree with that. I I don't I don't think he's. Some people are saying like five to one. I I don't know. I, I don't think it'll be that low. But I think he's gonna. You're not gonna get ten to one.
0: I can't play him at five to one. Let's put it that way. I it, mean, he
1: could be a victim of there just wasn't. A strong enough horse to bet, and so people had to gravitate to him. I, yeah, and yeah. then all of a sudden, and you know, he whether he wins or loses, that that has no impact as like what odds he are. But you may get to the where you're there, and it's like, damn it, I can't bet him at five to one.
0: Now, Kevin, I do want to like suggest a theory. Now, I don't know; I have not proven this theory, mm-hmm. so well, maybe we can test it in the coming weeks um with when you and i and magic also likes a horse maybe magic cancels out our negative you know issue whenever we both like the same horse maybe with magic adding to that maybe we can still get that horse home i don't know just a thought you can test i don't know if we got a horse we can we can test maybe earlier in the card as well um but no i i really do uh i don't may i mean i see mage being ignored he should be ignored i mean he's been really bad lately. His yeah. his Travers, by the way, was one of the worst all time performances um from a from a derby winner after the Derby. I mean, it was just it was so bad. And you that's coming about, from some this is coming from somebody who saw uh Mind That Bird <laughs> run the Breeders' you, Cup for D Wayne.
1: You talk so, about a horse that ran a race of the li- of his life. And all of his other races have pretty much been the same. It's mage. And, and you know, that day at the Kentucky Derby, that was a completely different horse than any other start he's ever had. Yeah. I mean, it's just that simple. He, he was out of this world. He, he ran incredible and he had to, he had to pass a horse late that really wasn't stopping in two fills, And he did it anyway. I don't know how he did it. I don't know where it came from. He'll never do it again. And I think we're one race away from never seeing him again, and we, and you and
0: I have talked about that, and we i and we may have talked about it on the show too. I know we've talked about it a ton together, and it's just like I feel like what happened was with Mage is that he did run this race of a lifetime for him. and then and its happened sometimes, right, with the rich strikes um uh, and like horses that kind of defy logic and win a race like that. Then the expectation comes they're, they're going to do that every time. But in reality, they're just not that great of a horse. You know, They just had this huge race, and now we expect them to win the Travers. We expect them to win this, and the, You know, the Classic, and all these things. Like, Well, in reality, he's like the poor man's version of Zandon. He just happened to win the freaking Kentucky Derby. Yep. And I know that's probably not fair to say because he, he did win the Derby, and I do credit that. But I just think the expectations get, get higher with a horse like that, and then they don't have the talent to back it up. It just happened
1: that one time. I think the thing that makes me the most upset looking back at that Derby was when he lost the Florida Derby, right? And and by the way, I thought he ran fantastic in the Florida Derby. Okay. But when you're clear and you're nearing the wire and a horse comes and gets you like that, (laughs) I mean, you look at it and go, okay, he is who I, he is who I absolutely know. He is hard trying really good horse. Love to have him respect the hell out of him. He can't win a race like the Derby. He just can't. And he goes and he does it. And then his races after are the same Preakness, he got beat by two of the worst runners of one, one, two in the Preakness ever, uh, you know, Haskell. He ran really, really well. He just couldn't beat a, a, a good horse. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, Travers, he didn't try whatever, but it, it it, that's the frustrating thing about the game. He is exactly who I thought he was going into the Derby. He just ran a, a, a just a monster race that.
0: Day. And the best part about it is, and you know, is like, if, if you like, if you liked mage, you know, so picked mage and all the credit mm-hmm. goes, I mean, he, he picked the winner, but if you liked mage, it wasn't because you thought, okay, he's going to be outbroken by taboo He's going to be towards the back of the pack. He's going to have to circle the field. He's going to have to weave in and out. You know what I mean? Like he's, You're betting him, you're picking him to win the Derby because you think he's going to break well. He's going to get in good position. I think he's got more tactical speed than he should, whatever. You know what I mean? Like you're picking him for that reason. You're not picking him to go from last to to first and pass, you know, 19 other horses in the Kentucky Derby. So that's what, that's the other wild part to it. It's not like, yeah, he he just, it's just, it's that part is just baffling. And then you go watch him in the Preakness and you're like, oh man, really? That was, that's the same horse. So. Yeah, yeah, I don't great. know. I'll let him beat me in the in the. Well, I'll, I've I've let him beat me in any race um, Yes. then. So
1: yep. yep, it's
0: uh, you know, it's it, I, I again. I it's awesome that he won. It was a great you know story, and he was an incredible run. Like he ran his ass
1: off. I, I don't know well, how he did it, I, honestly. And I, it may, I may be overrating it a bit, but I thought it was one of the better derbies I had seen. It, like since I had followed the sport, the effort I thought it was like, God, like that was a I don't know how he just did that. He was a monster in that race, you know. Yeah, and then you know, whatever. Especially
0: considering how good two fields ran, you know, and you're just like,
1: oh man, like I know, I know. And again, he he just ran a monster, and and he just hasn't been able to. He didn't. He couldn't really do it before, and he couldn't really do it after. So. It's just one of those things, you know, and that's impossible to know when that's going to happen. <laughs>
0: All right, we didn't really do it in the opening, but now that we have the odds up here, I'll, I'll I'll put gun to your head. Who who you picking? You know, these are these are not these are the odds you can lock in. Who you got?
1: White Barrio? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Two is right. to at eight to one. So eight to one and yeah. seven to one are our picks currently uh, for the Breeders' Cup Long jeans Classic. Of course, pre entries come out next week. Uh, entries to follow the week after more analyzing more handicapping coming your way but there's a look at the uh, breeders cup friday and saturday futures odds
1: jack says what will the post-time odds be on up to the mark on race day jack i think it really depends on the uh european horses that actually come over so i would speculate if you get a couple of of the higher you know hyped ones anywhere from five to six to one probably on up to the mark would you agree with that
0: yeah i i mean it's just, it's so it's so dictated by the, the european horses you know it just yep it, if like i said if if you know we get word of a you know, really good one or if it's the august road and takes a lot of hype and then yeah he becomes not as i do think it's interesting though that when i was looking over the i don't have it in front of me um is when bricks and mortar won. he was pounded he was like I want to say below two to one, you know, like bet hard. And if we see something like that from, uh, up to the mark, that tells you a few things. One, that he's a real deal. And two, that the euro the euros aren't, you know, I aren't advertised very well. And so that kind of gives you all the more reason to me, in my opinion, to press on up to the mark.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: I agree. Oh boy. The turtles. Um, here, switch over to the other uh, Blinkers Off background or whatever. My computer, by the way, is, com- is completely... It- it's weird. It's like it's locked up. I can literally click on nothing on my screen. But I'm still on here. And so I don't know how that's possible. Um, and so I told Halterman, I was like, hey, just take over. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, that's all time that we have. Check us out at racingnews.com for our free picks. And of course, our premium selections on our Handicapped Products page. Make sure you go get the... Uh, betting Bible for the Breeders' Cup. It's available right now at racingdudes.com. The 14 trends to the Breeders' Cup is available as well. You can get both of those included uh, for one low price, or you can get them for free if you are a premium subscriber. The 14 trends will be out, obviously, before the betting Bible comes out. I'm hoping to have the 14 trends out by tomorrow. Uh, that's Friday, October 20th, so hopefully we can get those out tomorrow. It's a nice uh, look at every race on the two days at the Breeders' Cup. In a trend that's kind of been uh potent or maybe to go against or whatever i just i kind of lay out different ideas and then you kind of use that to, to make your bets but it's a really cool way um, to start off your handicapping so make sure you go check out that check that out at RacingDudes dot um, com i've seen a lot of uh asking so the turtles the turtles are done i like turtles um we've uh we've been disbanded uh what's the word uh i had it earlier and i forgot it um relegated we've been relegated from the league after this one this was so we uh we we had our game on what game was that alterman was it monday or tuesday monday monday oh. we had a game monday final game so worst loss of the year so uh got smoked six to zero it was very clear that uh um the kids were, <laughs> the kids were done as well as the coach and so yeah we uh we we uh we got relegated from the league and uh I, uh, immediately offered my resignation. So
1: there you go. Have you, are you dating the Raptors coach or no?
0: <laughs> well, now the league's the league is over. I can accept the friend request now. Right.
1: Mm, no, I wouldn't do it if I were you. She looked no. pretty scary. I would, uh, honestly, I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't do it.
0: No, I actually, it was funny. I had like a lot of kids afterwards come up with their parent, come up to me after the game with their parents and like, are you coaching spring? You know, like they want to, Spring ball, you know they want to be, you know, want to be on the team again. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, call me, you know. But certain <laughs> certain ones, I'm like, yeah, I am. And the other ones, I'm like, yeah, I don't know yet. uh We'll see.
1: It's uh, uh, rough. Yeah. It was, that She's was the that. enemy. She's the enemy. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: history okay. would show you, Kevin, that, that is my mo. But I'm trying. I'm trying to shake that. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's.
0: That, that's very, it's very accurate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> this is why I'm not dating Kevin. Cause I'm trying to shake the issues. Uh, uh, I told everybody though, you know, whenever I'm like, Hey, anytime I ever like find like a, if I'm dating somebody that I'm serious about, I like, she has to be vetted. And there's like a zero, I have a zero, like, you know, I have like a no trade clause. I don't have that. Like they literally, I have no say in it. If the, if someone says, yeah, no, it's a no go. I'm like, she's out. So
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Maybe we can, maybe we can have her on the show too, to be like the final vetting procedure.
1: I think that is, yeah. And I, I we haven't even, uh, I haven't even met one of these people. So we'll it, be it's, honest, we're not, we're not anywhere close to that happening. So. <laughs> no, I don't think don't, it has been like, forget I, about it. I've, Just I've, I've know. known of one of them only because I knew her, you know, when we were in high school, <laughs> The other ones, I don't know who they've been. So, what who was that one? Well, I, I've known her. She didn't go to our high school, but the you know, high, the town over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd been ever. in the sporting goods store and stuff. I knew who she was. Yeah,
0: and, yeah, yeah. That one didn't pan out. So, no, it
1: didn't. And I thought that was the one. <laughs> so, did she. All right, guys. Uh, that's all the time, the time we have today on Bleakers
0: Off. <laughs> the Ma- the magic bike show uh what? did not
1: air <laughs> what, Wait. Wait. what? <laughs> um sorry uh <laughs> we got we need to talk about Husker Bunch. <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah um okay uh yeah I'll I'll do this part and you can you can kind of catch your breath here. Okay. Uh, the Magic Mike show will be on tomorrow, uh, so stay tuned for the Magic Mike show tomorrow. I believe they're doing some prop bets. They're looking at some different prop bets of the Breeders' Cup and uh, Matt maybe head to head type stuff. And uh, I know Magic's got some stuff lined up for that. So stay tuned tomorrow for the Magic Mike show. Husker, Butch Halterman. Give us the update on old Husker. What's he up to? And when's he running next?
1: Yeah, he's going to run tomorrow. Tomorrow being Friday. So we'll see him Friday. Race four at Keeneland on Friday. Should be uh, a lot of fun. Um, Starter allowance. um, We'll see what happens. Field of seven. He's six to one on the morning line. He drew post seven. So uh, like the post, um, I don't think he's good enough to win a starter allowance at Keeneland. But I I don't think he'll get embarrassed. So I think I think Husker Butch uh, will be decent tomorrow. That's that's my prediction. Um, so the goal is uh, to, to run him there, and it's kind of the measuring stick. If he runs poor, we'll probably drop him uh, for, for a, a tag and run him at Churchill next. And, I mean, if he runs really well, we'll probably just keep him at that level and, and get him to Oakland.
0: If he runs really well, I expect him to run in the Breeders' Cup. Maybe not in the mm-hmm. race, but like an undercard race. That's right, <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. Um, if
1: it, if it was out at at, at uh, Churchill this year, we'd do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Rodney is single them, so there you go.
1: Well, I don't. I I didn't tell you to do that.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> by uh, the way, we. I gotta say, like, since we. I don't know when that was, because a couple of weeks ago when we talked, brought up this, and we were we got to talking about um the racing dude stable. Like, we've had a ton of people email us about being a part of uh any potential racing dude stable that we've talked about putting together over the years. So um if you go to our website just racingdudes.com and see on the main menu there uh under horses there is a uh, ownership or I I can't remember what I've labeled it as um but uh, you can just go up and sign up and we'll get an email and once we if and when we we kind of pull the trigger on that we'll let everyone you know you know email you know send us your email we'll email you guys and but dude, I mean, I—it's I, getting me a little excited. I, I think uh, we we have more than enough. Let's put it that way, to put a, to own at least one, maybe multiples, and have it and keep it at a very low percentage.
1: I don't know about that, but I think we are building a, a building a, a bunch of people. A lot of those came from like 2015. I, some of them may be dead by now. I well, don't know. Um, I mean, if, how much does it cost to own a Husker Pitch? <laughs> well, I mean, you're gonna t- you're talking about it. It, it costs two thousand to twenty five hundred a month to train him, and uh, that that's with anybody you use, and that's on the low end now. And you're talking about you know if you're gonna get one that's decent, ten grand to claim one. Yeah. So you think about that. I don't know that we're you really need to get this started for all all seriousness to where people don't have to pay in every month you you need to raise if you're going to claim one for 10 you better have 30 or 40 in the in the bank before you go out and do it so yeah
0: but yes is it you have to have enough to start with yeah. you can't just you know go in and hope you have the emails or hope you have the people that want to do it it's like and that's just it like you have a lot of people that might be interested and then they find out it costs it costs more than three dollars and then you know, they're not interested. So, I mean,
1: yeah. And the simple fact of it is it's, it's, it's a very expensive to have a horse. It really is. And, and not to say we're not going to do it or we can't do it, but it's, that's a lot of money you were going to have to raise. And, and you know, when you, you, the one thing you don't want to do is ask somebody for X amount, they, they buy in and then you run (laughs) out of money in two months and the trainer's knocking on your door saying, Hey, we need money to (laughs) train the horse and we don't have any of it left. And then, what do you do? You know? So you gotta, you gotta be a little bit more on the conservative side. So you don't get caught with zero money in your account. <laughs> you just have to give the horse away or something. That would be brutal.
0: Yeah. Kevin, just wait till you find out that I'm like, uh, you know, wait yeah. till you see the, like the email and the website I designed where it's like guaranteed profits. This horse will run in the Kentucky Derby next year. So right. I now, you know, Kevin, I'm going to bait you in. I'm going to get as much money as I I can for Cohen needs to go to school. Okay.
1: Yeah. There you go. I mean, that's, I, you know, I just, you know, with, with Husker Butch, uh, you know, I don't own that much of a percentage of him, but you know, I had to buy into him, had to have to pay every month to train him. And it's not cheap, even, even for a smaller percentage of a horse. It's not so, um, but it would be great. Uh, I'm going to talk to Kelly about it. I've talked to Jake about it. So um i i think we could do it but you know i i, I just say i don't know that we're we're quite there yet financially
0: <laughs> um i'm gonna do like a little like a video you know where it's like you know like the end like the sad music going like like for only three dollars a day you can also <laughs> own a once in a lifetime race for it Ke- I'll, kevin will be just he'll be just giving us money at that point he'll be so excited but yeah. no, I mean, it would be fun to do it. And uh, especially even if, it, you know, we kept it small, um, you know, some, like I know you can vouch for it because, you know, m- you know, 98% of your races are ran at very small tracks and, yeah. and not big purses, but it's just fun to own a horse and see the horse coming home and, and having a say in like what, you know, like, like that you're there and that you own a horse. I mean, it's, I think to me that's worth a lot more than, I mean, yeah, sure. Winning the Derby would be amazing, but yeah. Just the idea of winning, and a lot of people don't have that feeling.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. And, and and just to kind of just lay out how this thing goes. So we bought into two horses, Husker Butch and Double Numbers. Okay, uh, and we paid seven thousand five hundred for each of them, so fifteen thousand total, right? And also, you know, two thousand dollars a month, let's say, to train both of them. Double Numbers never beat any horse. Ran twice, and we gave him away, basically, <laughs> right? So yeah. it can go that way. If you've got one in he's double numbers, you're going to lose a shit ton of money. Or you could go the Husker Butch situation. He's made $51,000 in purse earnings this year. Right? So you see both sides of it. So if you buy a Husker Butch, you're, in, you're great. Everything's fun. You get a double numbers, you're going to lose money. So that's the other thing. You gotta, you gotta be okay with the fact that it could go either way. And guys, the funniest thing about it, you asked the trainer before they ran He thought double numbers was going to be really good, and he was just like Butch is who he is. He's not terrible, but I don't think he's great. And now look at it. So
0: kind of like scrap shoot. Kind of like saying up to the mark can't can't walk and he wins a great one.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Just
0: (laughs) never know. But again, make sure you go to the website and uh, sign up if you are interested. Um, Again, Magic Mike Show. All the places you listen to podcasts, we're there as well as the Magic Mike Show tomorrow. Apple Podcasts, Google uh make sure you go to youtube man. if you if you're watching us now on live on youtube make sure you hit that like button and subscribe because we have a ton of youtube uh, or breeder's cup content headed your way as well as uh race previews for really anything going on any major race we've got it on the website of RacingDudes.com. replays um with magic commentating is is awesome it's pretty entertaining so Mm -hmm. if you want to watch that uh make sure you go to our youtube page and subscribe but again this is a great time to be doing that with the breeders cup just a few weeks away. All right guys, uh Altman, you're going to have to close us out as far as the yep. video um and to get us all out of here. But any final thoughts? Uh, uh go
1: go Husker Butch on Friday. Uh it's uh, hopefully he gets the job done runs at least decent and uh, uh hopefully, you know, OU feels like we haven't played in 2 months. We play Saturday, so uh, hopefully we'll get back to to business there. Yeah, so that's all I got. Hopefully but butch one runs well and OU wins another one this weekend
0: okay yeah OU's on a roll man uh looking pretty good big win uh two weeks ago and uh go chiefs right i think i add that so yep. big uh, big game this weekend against the chargers and then we follow up with another game against timber <laughs> and Dude. then the schedule gets really fun so uh yep. with the dolphins and um man that week nine man. i've been i've had that one circled Uh, That's that's the the day after the Reader's Cup, too. That's going to be... And in Germany. So it's going to be... It's going to be a situation. But we'll get it. Oh, thanks, Shadi. Appreciate it.
1: Do you... I got a question for you. Do you find the NFL boring this year? Um... Somewhat, not maybe.
0: And I don't really because I love the NFL, but and I'm like you probably don't feel college football is boring at all, and I kind of do, but it's just how. But I, it is more boring than it has been. Let's put it that way. One, um, I feel like the officiating's been awful and very like ticky tack and like making it last forever. And and two, there's been some. It's the the play has been really bad.
1: It's been all these games. Hmm
0: really bad so i think that uh, that is uh, the talent level is not as high this year for some reason
1: i I love watching the nfl i actually like to watch nfl better than college because i don't have a vested interest i just watch it for the love of watching football i hate the nfl this year i am bored to tears watching these games i think they've been awful
0: they're the, I don't know. Like, even like you look at the chiefs, like the offensively, they're, the they're... chiefs suck to watch
1: from yeah. somebody who's not a fan.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah. I don't feel that, but yeah, right. I mean, I understand, uh, because when you're, when you win a game, like 19 to eight, it's like,
1: yay, that was fun. And, and, uh, don't get me wrong. I've seen like, you know, a few good games. I'm not saying that every game's been awful, but for the most part, they've been bad. You were texting me during the, the Denver game last week. I got to be honest. I turned it off. I'm like, I don't need to be watching this. I don't care who wins. Why am I? This is horrible. Like it's not, it's not good football. That's the thing.
0: Yeah. It's the only team that's been fun to watch this year. I think is the, is the dolphins. I agree. Cause yeah. they're electric, like their offense is electric. And so it just, there's a lot of action and they, mm-hmm. they just constantly move the ball. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like you, like you look at, I mean, that dude, yeah, the Jets game, man, the Jet, the Jets Philly game was like watching paint
1: dry, awful,
0: especially the end of it, right? When you're just like, I need, I have to watch this because I got to see if Philly loses. But yep, this is awful, you know. Awful.
1: And so <laughs> the the Buffalo and and the Giants,
0: oh my gosh, I was going to hear and say that <laughs> one, yeah,
1: awful. <laughs> You're, you're just like
0: how somebody please win this game you know it felt like it, it felt like a game that like no one wanted to win you know yeah. josh allen sucks by the way like he's, he's not still, good he's so overrated
1: we've overrated him he's not yeah. any good i mean yeah. and maybe that's it like the bangles every time i watch the Bengals, i want to throw up they're so boring i oh, mean God. make me sick but I don't know. And again, that's that's not an NFL versus college hate. I love all football. And I again, I I, a lot of times I'll enjoy Sundays more because I don't really care. I just like to watch it. But I just haven't. You watch that red zone and it's like this is boring this Mm -hmm. year. You know,
0: it really. Yeah. And on top of that, you've got We've had a lot of injuries. I feel like a lot of. So it's just you're just like, I don't know, watching, you know, these random dudes. Sometimes it feels like you're watching Tyrod Taylor. Uh yeah. Who, who'd ever thought you're watching Tyrod yeah. Taylor? I mean, there's guys in our waivers, you know, like quarterbacks. I'll be like, I did not know that he was on an NFL team. And he's starting this game. <laughs> right. Yeah. PJ Walker beat beat the freaking 49ers. Yeah. I
1: know.
0: Try to try to digest that one. I he the- beat
1: the 49ers. P.J. Walker, before this Brock Purdy madness, I would take P.J. Walker over Brock Purdy, and I think finally it's like, okay, maybe maybe he's coming down to earth. I don't know. I I just I, I I've just been shocked at how, what he's done with the Niners. So I don't know. Maybe this is the start of Him kind of coming down to earth. I don't know. Wow, Kevin, I would love to hear that story. So sounds like a, <laughs> sounds like a fun one. <laughs> well, you had to go to the Giants Bills game. That's strike one. god
0: dude by the way not that it matters because uh like but giants totally should have won that game totally we won they completely fucked up the end of the first half that was Mm -hmm. hilarious Mm -hmm. and then two i mean who knows they probably wouldn't have got in the second try either but it was pi i I mean it was definitely pi it was pi it was more pi that play that wasn't than it was the one they called before that i thought Yeah. I thought I thought a Waller sold it a, a little bit on that first one. Yep. The second one was legit and he didn't get it called, so it's just
1: Mark, go to your video and scroll back to the very start of the show. We talked about the Breeders Cup for an hour and 40 minutes. So, you're you've caught on the very last part of the show. T- take your your mouse cursor, <laughs> click the video and scroll to the very first and you'll have an hour and 40 minutes of of fun.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. When you're, when you see the thing, it says an hour and 49 minutes live. Yeah. Like anyways.
1: Yeah. And so that's, we're doing a live show. So if you, if we're trying to end the show, what so we like to you, do
0: is we like to label our videos, uh, Breeders cup and Derby and things that are exciting. And then right. we like to get down here and talk about chiefs, the turtles, and, yeah. and, and OU football.
1: Right. Yeah. For the last five minutes of the show, like we've done for six years. So just yeah. go back. We got a whole lot, whole lot, whole lot. Everything we
0: talk about. Well, all but
1: one. We Me too. About. I had to work all day. So what I'm going to do now that I'm on here, I'm going to scroll back and I'll listen to it again. <laughs> okay. uh, hey, least, I had to work all day too, man. All day long. All hey, at day.
0: least uh you don't I have got to up at five.
1: I have to listen to the whole
0: show again and edit it and then post it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it could be worse. Yeah, uh, I still have to listen to this again. So Yeah. 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 Uh, all right, let's get out of here, guys. Um, until next time, again, next week pre entries out on Wednesday, so stay tuned. I'm sure we'll do a, like we'll have an announcement and have all that shit out there on the website at, at Racing Dudes. Uh, yeah. Then once that gets out, the next weekend uh, we're in the final stages of the Breeders' Cup. The Halterman and I and the team will be at the Breeders' Cup in two weeks. So if you're going to be there, make sure you hit us up. Until next time, guys. I'm Jared Welch. He's
1: Aaron Halterman. Good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to another episode of Blinkers Off. Join our horse racing community at racingdudes.com and follow us on Twitter at racing underscore dudes. Want to make money betting horses? Bet with the racing dudes.